Good morning and welcome to Building Beast Brands, the authentic Rob G podcast. I'm Rob G. Today is January 14th. It's a Monday, 2019, and it is cold. I got 16 degrees reading on my thermometer inside my car as I head into the box. If you're brand new to Building Beast Brands, you don't know me, you don't know what my deal is. What's the box and why am I headed there? Sounds like solitary confinement. Mm, Not far off from the truth. Although I'm not in solitary, it is confinement. The box is what I unlovingly call the office. The job where I go, my 9 to 5. And, uh, you know, it's not so much the job. The job is fine. The the company I work for is a good company. I like them. I like their branding. I, I like the work that they do. I like some of their philosophies. So it's no reflection on them, but it's really just office jobs in general. I don't know if you're with me on this, but I sit there all day and kind of shackled to a chair somewhat and executing various tasks all day long. Why am I doing it? Why? Because I've got to pay the bills. You know, i got bills. But alongside that, outside of, in addition to having a 9-to-5 job and building a company... It's Genovese Web, where we build beast brands. And so I got this dual role going on. Every morning I head into the box. I give my employer a good day's pay, a fair day's pay. I give my best, I give my all, use all my experience and skills and execute accordingly. But then when I'm not there, that's my time, baby. And that's when I'm building my company. If you're in a similar situation, maybe you can relate to some of the challenges that come across you know, come along with that. I'd love to hear from you guys. You hit me up across the web on Twitter and Instagram at AuthenticRobG. Over on YouTube, my channel Savvy, S-A-V-V-Y with Rob G, where I talk about biz- business ownership, productivity, and branding. You know, the productivity part really comes in handy, and I geared that channel more towards that. Because when you are having this kind of tandem endeavor of a job and a business, you know, you got to be as productive as you can possibly be. Married, got four kids, you know, household responsibilities, don't want to get divorced, don't want my kids to hate me, so I make sure that I spend time with them and give them time and, you know, have quality time and regular quantity time built into my schedule. So how do you get it all done? I got a podcast, a YouTube channel, marketing campaigns, I'm building a company, make sure I make time at least four days a week at the gym for health and fitness, making sure I can keep myself healthy, living a long time, don't want to just live a long time, want to live a long time healthy and fit, so how do you fit all that in, Oof. that's where the productivity hacks come in, so you can check some out over on my YouTube channel, but if like I said you are on a similar journey, I'd love to hear from you and what you're doing to make it all work. Or if you're having a tough time, maybe we can share some of what's tough about it. Maybe we'll come up with some solutions together. It's quite a life I chose here, but wouldn't have it any other way. So what the heck is a beast brand anyway? You know, I got this company, Genovese Web Design and Marketing. Started out building websites. Realized that wasn't real profitable. Although I loved it. It's cool. I still do that, but it's now it's a part of the branding strategy process. We do logos, graphic design. We build the websites. We do brand strategy. 
build messaging for companies that need to have a brand that just wants to stick out. I just want to say stand out. Everybody says stand out. I don't want to stand out. Stick out. Stick it out there, you know? Stick it on other people's faces. Sometimes you ram it down their throat a little bit in a nice way. But, you know, you got to you gotta be a little bit a little bit on the cusp of, you know, uh, rubbing people the wrong way. Because that means you resonate with a lot of people in the right way. That's what a beast brand is. A definition we have defined beast brand is... Uh, it's a brand that is fearless and unapologetic in stating what it stands for and what it will not tolerate in its industry, boldly separating itself from bland brands. So what a beast brand is, it doesn't mean you're a jerk. doesn't mean you are just ticking people off for the sake of ticking them off. It means you got an opinion, you have values, and you put those values out there. And whoever has the same shared values, they are your ideal customer guess what they will jump on board they will love to buy from you and they will become raving fans and they will talk you up to other people share you around and attract other people with shared same shared values that attraction is what it's all about don't you want to attract customers instead of trying to sell them there was this example I heard one time where you know you've got this great product and you know people will love it. And you're out there and you're hitting them over the head with it. And, you know, you're shoving it down their throats to get them to use it and buy it. And whenever you try and force somebody to do something, there, you automatically repel them. So the example was, you know, there was a, a man out there who he was feeding pigeons. And he wasn't just feeding them. He had pigeons standing on his shoulders and standing on his arms that were outstretched and he was sitting there and they were on his lap and he had them eating out of his hand and another guy who was trying to feed pigeons but couldn't seem to you know get the pigeons to you know eat his food for some reason he was he was so puzzled why why won't my pigeons eat my food and he walked over to the guy who had pigeons sitting all over him and you know, making those noises that they make, they're warbling, whatever they do. He said, hey, can you tell me your secret? What what do you do? What kind of food are you using? He goes, well, well I see what you got there. He goes, same food you're using. And he goes, I, I don't know. Let me see, you know, let me see how you're feeding them that food. I know this is the, the best food, the most loved food by the pigeons. So, you know, I know it's not your food. He goes, yeah, I know. I know pigeons love this food. So what I do is this, and he grabs a handful of food, and he runs over to a group of pigeons and starts throwing the food at them. And of course, the pigeons just all fly away because they're like, who is this nut job? And he's like, what are you doing? He goes, I know they love this food, but every time I walk over there, they fly away. So I figured if I throw it at them, they've got to eat it. And the guy just shook his head because this guy didn't get it. You know, you want to attract people. So even if you've got the favorite product and service that people want you can't throw it at them they're still gonna fly away kind of a dumb corny example but it illustrates the point just fine as long as you get the message that's all that matters so (laughs) uh, why can't we have a little fun right have a little fun while we're learning a little bit here but on today's episode of the cast I want to talk to you about um, something along those lines and it's about following rules and you know, 
it's so funny. I, by nature, I am a rule follower. I've been an employee pretty much all my life and have ventured out and tried my hand at different businesses in really a learning capacity. You know, I, everybody wants to succeed, but I knew there was so much learning to do because I wasn't raised to think like a business owner. It's a totally different mindset. And it takes a lot of different skills. It takes a different mindset. It takes learning some things that are just contrary to being an employee in that employee-mindedness, which it's, 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 it's almost like I have to split my personality in two because being an employee, as the rule follower I was, that's a really good thing a lot of times is to just be a good, good little soldier. Follow the rules. Go along with what they say to do and everything will be fine. Stop trying to think, you employee. Employee, you weren't hired to think. You were hired to execute these tasks. Do those and only those and we will pay you and pat you on the head and maybe give you a bone at the end of the year. That's what it's like. But as a business owner, if you are a business owner and you're not an employee, if you're a full-time business owner and, and you're really good at it and you're successful, you know that rules, really? A lot of times you make those up as you go along. In fact, what I have found, and here's where perspective really comes in, because I get to see both sides of the coin. I get to see it from the employee side, and I, I work alongside people who have 100% employee mindset. Sometimes I laugh to myself because eh, it's good for that environment. But then I, in the same token, I watch what the, the leadership of the company does. And I'm like, hmm, it's interesting. They're, they're doing stuff that goes against the grain of other companies. And you know, it's kind of a, a rule they've broken. And they do it their own way and it's working. And then on the other side, when I run my business, you know... I don't ask permission of anybody to do anything, mostly because <laughs> there's only me to ask, so that's that's a given. But I, even though I read voraciously and I'm constantly learning and always from people who are wildly successful because I want to know what they know, I want their mindset, you know, I pretty much dictate what I want to do in my business and sometimes it goes against what a lot of people would deem a good business practice or you know a rule you've got to follow look it's only a good rule if the rule works for you if it doesn't then it's not a good rule for you that's the beautiful part about business ownership is you get to make a lot of the rules and i believe that is one big factor in what holds a lot of great brands back and when i say brands you know the business that is a good business good viable product and service and they've hit a plateau and they don't know why and a lot of times what they don't realize is they got their good start and they've attained a level of success based on a good product and service and they were new so people bought but after the novelty wears off because they're not all that different they were just new you know people like shiny objects ooh look at that over there ooh look at that over there and people are attracted to the other shiny thing. It grabs their attention for a short bit. 
always for a short bit until something else out of the corner of their eye you know looks a little shinier or different and then it's that for a while so they will ride that and they'll be like hey we're really successful and a lot of times it may not necessarily be because they're so amazing and they're a great brand as much as they are that shiny object that people latched on for a while and bought but then it plateaus and they're going what happened you know what, what what's going on we need to you know we need to sell more so you know what maybe if we offered some deals people will buy more and they offer a deal and a promotion and people buy because everybody loves a good deal right everybody likes to save a little bit of money get a little bit cheaper look really smart to their friends and family look how much I save and then they return their prices to normal after the sale and business flattens out again hmm why did that happen well maybe if we keep offering these sales and find up find out different ways to offer the product a little cheaper we can keep getting those bursts, those spikes in sales. So that that's a good idea. And then what they have done is they've shifted their business towards a price-centered business. And there's a quick race to the bottom. There'll always be somebody cheaper, right? Until finally you can't compete on price anymore and you know you've hit the bottom rung of how little you can offer it. Now you're barely profitable. Hmm, what went wrong there? And the whole thing is, right, if you got, you shouldn't compete on price unless that is your, that's your business's philosophy. That's where, you know, that's your, the arena you're playing in. You're like Walmart competes on price and basically price alone. That's your arena you play in it. But if you didn't enter on that, then you shouldn't play there. And this is where a lot of the rules come in, the rules you make and the rules you break. If you build your own arena, you make your own rules, you write your own playbook, then you won't have to worry about price. If you want to charge a premium for your product and service, and that's what we're all about. We, we love when people charge a premium for their product or service because branding enables you to do that. You don't need as many customers if you are charging a premium price, provided you have a great product or service. You have to offer much more value than you're charging for, but you can charge more if that perceived value is a lot higher. So how do you do that? You elevate it with branding. People want to be a part of something awesome and something cool and something that aligns with their values. And when properly branded, you can attract your ideal customer to those values. They want to be a part of it. People love to be part of movements, love to be part of communities where they belong and they can rub elbows and schmooze with people who think the same way. It's like in Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. What a phenomenal book. If you haven't read that, you need to read that one. That's a great book. I've read that actually at least twice. I'm sure it was more than that, but I read it at least twice because it's such a great, simple concept to grab a hold of. And the way he puts it, it's so perfect in its message. And his prime example is Apple. And Apple is a prime example of this. And his, his essential, essentially his statement is this. His principle is this. People don't care what you do. They care why you do it. And it always starts with why. And with Apple, it's 
why they do what they do because Jobs' vision was to put the power into the hands of the individual and using computers to do it, to express yourself through the devices that Apple makes so you can be you. And they've always hung, hung true to that as apparent in all their messaging and marketing. So why do you do what you do? Is it to make money? Eh, probably not. I mean, that, of course, if you're in business, you want to make money. But, you know, your brand is the thing that you need to uh, discover and develop and amplify so that people know, hey, these are the rules that these guys play by. And so when you're building your business, you're probably going to have to break some of the rules that you're supposed to follow. But here's the thing. Those rules that you follow, and you know, I, I talk about this a lot because in terms of branding, staying in your lane is not um, a rule that you follow, that everybody follows. Staying in your lane is recognizing who you are and don't deviate from it. It's really, because every story is different, every company has a story, and you start there. The story of why the company was built and why you decided to be different why you are different why you do things the way you do that story is going to be amplified through your branding that's going to be the thing that is setting you apart that's going to stick you out there and you know stick in the craw of some people and stick in the minds of most people if you are at least a little bit deviant <laughs> if you if you are disrupting things, you know, disrupting is a big word today in business, right? Disrupting. There, there's, there's conferences called disruptors, you know. They hold conferences for people that are disrupting industries, that are, that are unsettling the foundation of the way a lot of big companies are built. And they're changing the way things are done in a radical fashion. They're disrupting things. You can disrupt if you're a small business. Don't be afraid to disrupt. All big businesses started out as small businesses once upon a time. And they've disrupted in their own way. They did things differently. I mean, who would have thought that in this day and age that you would give away your knowledge in order to get business? 30, 40, 50 years ago, that was not a rule in business. You didn't give anything away. In fact, you had your company secrets, your secret sauces and the secret to your success and you would not disclose it to anybody. You would not expose your playbook or your rules to anybody. You don't want other companies stealing your secrets. That's what made you so successful. And how ironic. Today, if you don't do that, you don't even compete. That's why we give away a lot of our information here. Because here's one thing we do know, Genovese Web. We know that if we educate you, if we tell you what we feel and what we believe and it resonates with you, you're too busy building your own business. You're not going to do it yourself. You're going to hire a company like us to help you do it because time is of the essence and you need it done. You need it done quickly. You need it done right the first time because it becomes more expensive trying to DIY some things and having to figure it out all out one thing and knowing what to do is another thing having the experience and having done it knowing how to do it quickly so that it's effective 
So that's why you see a lot of companies giving stuff away, giving away their thought process. Another thing is obviously it establishes you as an authority. People know you know what you're talking about. They'll trust you more. So these are some of the rules that have been changed over time. And you know it took some companies to be the first to do that. And they were looked upon as heretics in the business world. What do they think they're doing? Giving away their knowledge. How stupid. How foolish of them. But let me tell you something. You can call it innovation if you want. Because companies that innovate are the ones that stay on the cutting edge. They're the ones that are constantly out there breaking new ground and being the leader. You know, leaders are out in front. Leaders are paving the way for the people to come up behind them. They're for their entourage to follow along and help them with the cause. So think about what you're doing. If you're stagnant in business, if things are flat, if they were pumping along for a while and now they're not, you got to look at a couple of things. Number one, how's your branding? Do you have branding? A logo is not a brand, and a color scheme is not a brand, and you can use the same font everywhere you want. Not necessarily a brand, but everything has to work in conjunction along with your messaging. So if you think that it might be your branding, you're probably right, and if you're flat and you don't know if it's your branding, it probably is. A lot of times that's the case, because that's one of the last frontiers of what you got to handle. I mean, if you've... you've, if you built a business, you've got sales, you got processes, you got operations, you know, you got all those things. Where else do you turn? So look at your branding. Find out. Maybe that's the thing you need to do. You need to sit down with a with a good branding company and find out what the heck hey, can you help us? Maybe we can, maybe we can't, but give us a holler. So the rules that you follow, are you thinking, hey, it would be great to do this, but you know, hey, that's just not done in our industry. You know, we look around at all the other successful competitors of ours, and they're doing well, and, well, they they wouldn't dare do that, and we don't want to do that because, you know, we, you know that's, this is the way things have always been done. If you find yourself thinking that, you got a problem. You got a problem because you're stuck in the same old mindset, and you won't get to the next level unless you change some of that mindset. And here's where the guts come in. You got to... You gotta have some guts. That's why we say you, you gotta be fearless. If you wanna have a brand that is absolutely beast in this industry, you gotta have, be fearless. You gotta shove that fear aside and say, look, we're gonna do something. We're gonna take a chance here. Business is part of business, is risk. You're always taking risks. You took a risk when you started out. Why would you start to play it safe now? Jeez, come on. And that risk is going to be mitigated by certain other factors, so it's really not that big of a risk. Think about the rewards. There's no high reward without some degree of risk. So you got to be willing to look at the rules you're following going, is this really a rule that can't be broken, or is it just something that everybody says can't be broken? Is this a rule that we can chuck out the window, keep the other ones because they're still relevant, but let's change this. Let's do something a little bit different. Let's challenge it a little bit. Let's disrupt a little bit and see what happens. Look, a lot of times, giant leaps forward are always preceded by some steps backwards. Haven't you ever seen that before? Haven't you ever noticed that? That anytime you made a big leap forward, it was because there was a time of 
doing something different and honing it and trying and testing and you experience a slowdown while you're toiling away at tinkering with this new thing you're working on, this innovation, finding out what works, what people respond to in little ways. And yeah, you got to take your eye off that GPS for a little bit to find out what's going to work and what's not going to work. And then once you think you got it, you start deploying it a little bit bigger. And then whoop, guess what? This is the one. And it works. And then you take giant leaps forward because you've innovated. You've constantly kept ahead of it. I mean, we go back to the example of Apple. Remember Apple Computer? That's what the original name of the company was. Why? Because they sold computers. The Apple, Apple II, then the Mac, the Apple Mac, Apple Macintosh. It was all Apple, all computers, right? Desktop computers. Then what happened when they came out with, wait, wait, wait a minute, What's the, what are they doing? They're getting into the music business. What does Apple Computer know about the music business? While we're busy, people were busy pecking away at the Mac, they were busy working on the iPod and MP3 players existed before the iPod. Believe it or not, there was other companies like Creative Technologies that built MP3 players and uh, they just didn't really take off. And then how is it that so many of the companies who invented the technology and that's what they did Apple comes out with the iPod and says a thousand songs in your pocket and takes off like wildfire and becomes what? Now Apple's in the music business. How did they do that? Easy. They broke the dang rules. They said, we're not a computer company. We're a company that believes in putting the power back into the hands of the individual so they can express themselves. Remember why? It wasn't the what. It was the why. They went from computer to MP3 player to, was it the iPhone next? I think it was the iPhone, right? And then the iPad. So then they got into the phone market. And then the iPad market, which I don't know what that is. That's the, that's the tablet market, right? Really? And guess what? Where do you get a lot of your music? iTunes. Apple created it, right? So what happened there? Guess what? They are the world's most valuable company. And so many people love them. And they wrote their own rules because they knew which ones to break. They, they didn't say, hey, we're a computer company. And computer companies don't get into the cell phone business. <laughs> if you can use one example, I would say use that one. And start thinking a little differently as they've even said. Think differently. Know which rules to make and know which rules to break and if you've got the guts to do it you can go a long way so that's it for today oh one day I'm going to talk about these guys too I just got passed by a Tesla Model 3 that's the new sedan the affordable sedan by Tesla we'll talk about Elon Musk and Tesla on another podcast because that's a great example right there but that's it for today find me across the web on Twitter and Instagram and let me know what you got to say I want to know what you want to hear. Give me your questions. Tell me what you want to hear in future podcasts. Twitter and Instagram at AuthenticRobG. Over on YouTube, my channel, Savvy. Got great new content coming up regularly. Check out the video. Spike the comments below. Hit that subscribe button. Got great new content coming up regularly, as I said. 
And that's it for today on Building Beast Brands, the Authentic Rob G Podcast. I am Rob G. Thank you for listening and have a great day.